Well, good morning, everyone. I know you're hot, so am I. We'll be hot together. I intentionally gave Father James the heavier vestment so he can suffer more. <laughs> so today, we, we have really powerful readings, as always, today. And what I want you to think about today, today I want to talk about the ways that you and I are just so stubborn. Right? We can give this stiff arm to people. Now, I hate to admit this, but I'm, I am a very stubborn person. It was even harder for me to admit this at the last Mass because Father John Nepple was here, and he always tells me how stubborn I am, and I had to admit it in front of him, and I hate that because most of the time I'm right. But anyway, I am so stubborn, and it's just funny the way things work. I can just put up walls, right? I, I'm just obstinate towards other people, and there's, I don't know what it is, but there's a pride inside of me that's just there. When I was a focused missionary, focus was smaller in those days, but my last year as a missionary, we had our biggest conference, our national conference that we'd ever had at that time, and we had 2,000 people, and I brought all these kids from North Dakota who had never seen a building that was over three stories tall, and we stayed in downtown Denver, and they were like, this is the coolest thing ever. I was like, right? I told you Colorado's cool. That's why I'm from there. It's awesome. Anyway, we had this great conference, and one of the th weird things about me is I've, I just have a reaction against the cult of celebrities. And so at this conference, it was right after the Passion of the Christ had come out. Right after that. Yes, I am that old. And Focus was able to get Jim Caviezel to come speak at that conference. And everybody was so excited about that. And I was starting to react. I was like, it's, you just like him because he's a celebrity. Like, you're going to hear better talks from other people. And <clears throat> it was an amazing conference. A lot of my students had big conversions at that conference. And there were phenomenal kind of just things happening. We had adoration. And Jim Caviezel gave kind of the keynote speech. And it was awesome. He gave this absolutely phenomenal talk. But I didn't want to like it. Because I had this wall up. I was like, I'm not going to like Jim Caviezel's talk. I had decided that ahead of time. So he gave, but he gave an amazing talk. And the, he got this huge standing ovation, and the crowd was just kind of going nuts. And I was sitting, if, if he was up here, I was sitting like right here. And he finished his speech, and he was going to get mobbed. And so he got off off the stage, and he just started heading for the door out here. And everyone on this front row was like patting him on the back and shaking his hand. And I remember he looked right at me, and we made eye contact, and he kind of reached out his hand, and I turned around. <laughs> just to stick it to Jim Caviezel. <laughs> Very few people can blame that. Like, I'm the guy who stuck it to Jesus, you know, the guy who played Jesus. I don't know why I did that. Later on, I went to confession. I'm a sinner, too. It was not good. I am stubborn. And I don't always understand why I'm stubborn. One of my favorite lines in scripture is from Jeremiah. In Jeremiah 17, 9, Jeremiah says, uh, the human heart is deceptive and corrupt above all things. 
who can understand it? And that's my heart. Like, my heart is, it, it rejoices at things, it chases sometimes after things it shouldn't chase after, and it's really, really stubborn sometimes. And it loves to hang on to wounds. And it loves to react to things. And I just don't always understand my own heart. Now, the best formulation of this <clears throat> is from a band called the Oh Hellos. If you don't know who the Oh Hellos are, you're totally lame. Um, so the Oh Hellos, uh, they, I don't know if they're, I don't think they're explicitly a Christian band, but they're, the way they write songs has a profound Christian spirit to it. So they have a song called Hello, My Old Heart. And it's a great song. I encourage you to go look it up. But in the lyrics for that song, they say this. They say, Hello, my old heart. It's been so long since I've given you away. And every day I add another stone to the walls I've built around you to keep you safe. Today's readings, brothers and sisters, are about the walls that we build around our hearts to keep God out. And you might not even know that you do this, but this is part of what happened in the fall, is that you and I have learned ways to stiff-arm God. And don't even fool yourself, even as a practicing Catholic, someone who says your prayers and goes to Mass and tries to follow after Jesus, you can still do this. I still do this. And I stiff-arm God, and I say, Lord, you can have this and this and this, but no further. And so our first reading today, Ezekiel, God tells Ezekiel that as a prophet, I'm going to send you to a rebellious house. I'm going to send you to a bunch of people who won't listen, and their hearts are going to be hard. There's that great phrase in Ezekiel 2 today where God says that Israel, the people of God, are stiff of face and hard of heart. Stiff of face and hard of heart. And we need to hear that sometimes. We're the new people of God. We need to hear that sometimes... We think we're listening, but we're not. And we build these walls around our hearts that God can't get through. We need to hear that. You know, Lord's is a very special place. I'm so privileged to be here, and I love you guys. I'm so blown away by the faith in this parish. But we can always go deeper. We need to be challenged. If you don't hear a word of God from time to time, that knocks you off your feet and makes you fall on your knees and pray, you're not listening to the gospel. Every one of us, even saints, the saints would hear words that would challenge them. And they would say, Lord, I didn't even know it, but I have put up a wall in my heart against you. And that's our challenge today. Is Jesus to hear your words anew, to open my heart, to actually listen. Okay, so you remember last week? This means yes, this means no, right? 
I oftentimes think that we can, we can forget what happened last week. And what the church does for us is we walk through the Gospels, and the church wants us to remember what happened last week. And right now we're in this section in Mark's Gospel. Jesus is preaching the Gospel, and he's going around, and he's healing people, and he's, you know, casting out demons, and he's preaching about the kingdom of God. And Mark wants us to see that different people encounter Jesus in different ways. And remember last week, there's this woman who's been hemorrhaging for how long? 12 years. Gosh, I love you guys. You're supposed to get the answers wrong so I can rebuke you. 12 years, right? And then there's a little girl who died at age 12. And last week, we saw these profound stories of faith. And the hemorrhaging woman crawls on her hands and knees and touches the garment of Christ in faith. And Jesus says to her, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. And remember we talked last week about how there's a crowd all around Jesus. And there's hundreds of people who touched him that day. But there was one woman who touched him in faith. She was changed forever. And Jairus had such faith, right? And Jesus takes Jairus, and then his daughter has died. His Thugater, his beloved daughter, has died. And Jesus takes him back into the room where she is, and he says, all the crowd says, they laugh, because Jesus says she's just asleep. And they laugh, and they mock Christ, and he turns to the Father, and he says, do not be afraid, just have faith. Brothers and sisters, what God wants from you is faith. And faith does not mean I believe something's true. Faith means that I let go of myself because I see who you are. Lord, there's something in my heart, in the depths of my heart, that you've broken through. You have broken through my walls. So it looks like my daughter's dead. <laughs> but I'll come with you. And the hemorrhaging woman, right? She can say, uh, no one's been able to cure me. I've tried everything. I've gone to every doctor. And I'm not supposed to be here because I'm unclean. But there's something about you that I will take a chance. I will risk something. I'll risk humiliation. I'll risk doing something that other people think I should not do. And so today in our gospel, Mark wants us to see that story we heard last Sunday right next to the one we heard today. So the very next story is where we're at. And Jesus goes to Nazareth. And he performs miracles and people are amazed. But then they take offense at him, and Jesus says to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own country. And here's a key line. Did you hear this? He could do no mighty work there, except that he laid hands upon a few sick people and healed them. And I love this. 
At the beginning of the gospel today, people marvel at Jesus' power. And all through the gospel, people are amazed and they're overcome with awe at who Jesus is and what he's doing. And today, it says Jesus marveled. He marvels today because of their unbelief. The heart of the Savior today is amazed because people have built walls around their hearts to keep God out. And my guess, brothers and sisters, I don't know where each of you are at, but I am 100% confident that some of you are that way right now. And I have been that way at many different times in my life. And as a priest, I have been. If you're going to go deeper in your faith, it's not that the evidence isn't out there. It's not that you haven't seen God's goodness. It's not that you haven't tasted his beauty and his truth. It's that you've put up a wall around your heart to keep him out. And we have to break those down. You know, the, the world, I always love this. I tell my RCIA class, when there's faith, the way the world pretends this works, and we do too, and we do this not just with faith, we do this with every issue. Whenever you have a disagreement with someone, what you do is that you, you put up this front, and I do too. So someone, let's say, disagrees with me about, I don't know, we'll just stick with the gospel because that's what I know the best. And they say, well, you know, Father Brian, I think this is not true about Catholic teaching. And what I tell them is I say, well, I know everything about everything, and I'm completely passionless. Like, I don't have any bias. I have no motivation in this. I just weighed all options. I looked at the evidence, and this is the truth. People do this with politics, right? Both sides pretend they've seen everything. They're completely unbiased and they've just chosen the better option. That is such a lie, <laughs> isn't it? None of us do that. We try to look at the evidence, but our hearts are deceptive. Our hearts lead us in different places. They go all over the place. And the problem in the Gospels of people who don't believe is not that there's not evidence. It's not that Jesus hasn't demonstrated his power and his glory is that there are those who refuse to see. Becoming a Christian is not a matter of looking at the evidence and having a logical argument. Those things matter. Of course they matter. The truth is true. We can't contradict the truth. But the base level problem is usually not that. The real problem is that we have walls in our hearts. So back to the gospel. So Jesus today, this happens. And all over the place. So in chapter 4, Jesus, the apostles are starting to get this. And he calms a storm on the sea. And the apostles are filled with awe. And they said to one another, and they look at Jesus, and he's walking on the waters, and they say, who is this? that even the wind and the sea obey him? They're asking that question. 
their hearts are beginning to wonder, who is this man? How can he do such things? In chapter 8, he rebukes the apostles. The apostles don't get it, yet their hearts aren't there. And so he says to them, he talks about the miracles he's performed. And he says, you know, I multiplied all this bread. And they, they say, do you remember? And they say, yes. And he says to them, do you not yet understand? Do you not yet see? And if we had time, I would pull out 10 other passages in the Gospel of Mark where people are trying to see who Jesus is. And here's what I want to leave you with today. Brothers and sisters, if you want to be a better Christian, you need to learn your faith. You've got to. You have to go deeper. You have to learn to think the way Christ thinks. You need to know the truth of the church. You have to go deeper. But underneath that, first and foremost, you must give your heart away. You must give your heart away. We don't like doing that because it's risky. Lord, if I put my heart out there, it's, it might get hurt. And it will get hurt. But you'll never be a real Christian if you don't do that. So in the Gospels, the, the thing that happens is that all through the Gospels, Jesus performs miracles and signs. He raises people from the dead. He cures the sick. He preaches in a way that people have never heard before. And when he finishes all of that, guess what? Almost no one has faith. Almost no one. And so if you tell yourself, right, if you're one of those Christians who says, God, if you would just reveal yourself more to me, then I'll have faith, that is a lie. Those things don't work because our hearts are hard. And at the end of the gospel, the only time that faith is really brought to the world is when the Messiah dies on a cross. That's when the world gains the gift of faith. Even the apostles who were with Jesus for three years, they do not have faith until the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. In John chapter 12, Jesus says, when I am lifted up from the earth, right, when I am crucified, then I will draw all people to myself. The question of faith, right, that's what God wants from us. He doesn't just want your mind, he does want your mind. But he wants your heart. You've got to break down those walls. And my one practical thing I want to leave you with, brothers and sisters, you want to break down the walls in your heart? Do you have questions about the church's teachings? Do you have struggles with whether or not Jesus really is who he says he is? You've got to break those walls down before you can understand. And the simple way to do that, the very simple way to do that is to spend a half hour in silence in front of a crucifix. It's the best way to do it. 
when you kneel in front of a crucifix for a half an hour and you see the suffering love of God, your walls will come down. And then you'll be able to say, Lord, I don't know everything. I don't understand all the things you say to me, Jesus. And Lord, I'm nervous that you're going to ask me for too much. But if you could suffer like that for me, Lord, I'll take a chance. I'll let down those walls in my heart. I'll let you actually speak into my life. So brothers and sisters, today go home. Think about the hemorrhaging woman and about the people in Nazareth. The people in Nazareth are the ones who should have known. They're the ones who should have gotten it, but they didn't. Where's your heart? Have you built walls around it? Do you go to Mass every Sunday and check the box? Do you avoid the big sins and check another box? And so say, God, stay out. As long as I don't commit big sins, as long as I go to the really hot Church of Lords and listen to long homilies, leave the rest of my life alone. Lord, today, break down our walls. By your crucifixion, by the glory of your mercy and love, Lord, may our hearts finally open up. And Jesus, today, Lord, give us the gift of faith. 